Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Back with you here on a Tuesday morning. We enjoyed our day off. Hope you guys did, did too. Hope everybody was safe and came out of that really bad weather. Okay, if not, you know, let us know and we'll see if what we can do to help out. If there's anything we can do, just let us know. I uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. want to thank our sponsors at uh, Strange Brew Coffee House, who I... I went and got some provisions this weekend. I got some bread. Did you? Yeah, it's good bread. Good. It's good bread. And they were they were very very. It was very quick too. There was some guy, somebody in front of me was getting. They must have been doing a complicated drink because they were up there. And little girl po- pokes her head out. Can I help you? Yeah, I want some bread. Just the white bread. Yes. Okay. <laughs> she came out with a loaf of bread. <laughs> took my credit card and we stayed away from each other and it was great. <laughs> And the bread was very good. So so check that out if you need provisions. But, of course, more importantly, if you need some caffeine, which everybody does at this point. If you're dealing with kids, if you're sitting there trying to homeschool, your teachers need coffee. You know, I've, I've never not seen teachers with a, without a coffee cup on their, on their desk. So now that you're the teacher, get your coffee and get it from Strange Brew Coffee House. Also want to thank our good friends over at uh, College Corner. Shop at collegecornerstore.com. And remember, when you're buying baseball-related items, you can get twenty five percent off the uh, the order. So all you got to do is go to the new and improved website, put baseball in the search bar, and whatever comes up with the M over S logo on it, that's yours for twenty five percent off. T shirts, hats, polos, the whole kit and caboodle, everything maroon and white. It's available at collegecornerstore.com. Remember, right now when you're trying to set up your virtual office, when you're trying to get your uh, employees taken care of with brand new devices so they can work remotely, the people to call in that situation. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing business in Mississippi for for, for nearly 45 years. They have a great long-standing relationship here in Starville with Mississippi State, with OCH, and they can help you out. Full sales and service for all office technology, but more importantly right now, getting your remote workers set up, and they are offering specials to do that too. So give them a call today. Six. I'm sorry. I I always want to say 662. It's not. 844-833-6245 or just visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. we got a lot to talk about today, Joel. That's what happens when you skip a show. Well, you didn't clear any of it with me, so I have no idea what we're talking about today. I I just said, I just said what we're going to talk about before I I hit record. I said the things we're going to talk about. Did you? Yes. Did you really? I did. Oh, I must... Must have tuned you out as I... What are you, my wife? <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, uh, let's start with women's basketball. The difference thing- is you, you pay me to hang out with... Well, I guess you could pay her. I put, huh? I put money in her bank account. Don't you worry about that. Uh, we talked about a lot on Friday. Uh, we talked about it in terms of being unofficial, being you know this, that, and the other. Now it's it's done. Uh, Nikki McCray-Penson is the uh, new women's basketball coach at Mississippi State, a hire that seems to be pretty generally... Uh, well taken care of and well lauded. Everybody seems to like it. 
Uh, the players all seem to be on board with her. A lot of tweets going out this weekend. Jessica Carter, Rakia Jackson, Aaliyah Matharu, all the big names for next year's team. They're, they're all locked in with her. It looks, you know, it's so difficult to tell because you just don't ever know what's going to happen down the road. But it seems like that, once again, John Cohen has, has has done a good job and made a good hire. Well, if she's as, half as good at coaching basketball as she is at playing hide-and-seek, um, we got ourselves a winner. <laughs> we got a, I, we, I haven't asked you about this yet. <laughs> we going to tell this story on air? I'm fine with it. So, Joel and Ben Portnoy. Well, <laughs> tell us. You tell, you tell, let you me rewind. What? I'm going to walk away. You talk. I mean, you know, not knocking Ben at all. Love you, Ben. Uh, I think Ben knew about the airplane because – of myself because I didn't know about the airplane either, so I'm not knocking Ben here. Um, me and my boys, in the middle of you know nationwide quarantine 2020, sometimes we just go for a drive. You know, when you got right. a couple kids at the house tearing things up and um, whatnot, sometimes it's good just to go for a drive and hit up you know sponsors such as Strange Brew Coffee House. Yeah, sure, things like that. And usually on our drive, um, you know, we only live about a mile and a half from Bryan Airfield. So we usually swing by the airport and just see if any planes are taking off, coming in. Of course, over there, there usually are. Um, And there sat the MSU plane. Outside the hangar, was cranked up and running, and it was pretty obvious it was about to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so I just casually, as most of you probably saw, took a picture and was like, hey, may not mean a thing, but I kind of felt like it did, seeing as to how what was going on in Mississippi State Athletics world. I kind of felt like it did mean something, but right. the, the plane's cranked. And uh, so we sat there a minute and wasn't long until took off. Um, fast forward to later that afternoon, and of course everybody's like, track the plane, track the plane. Well, MSU, basically, uh, their flight itineraries and stuff, you can't find it. It's blocked. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of websites that because of gps or whatever you can't see the flight itinerary but you can tell where the plane is and i could tell that it was almost back at a certain point on the after during the afternoon okay and so uh my wife was coming home from work and so i was like hey i'm gonna ride back over there and just see and lo and behold that was where i ran into ben who right. uh I, I guess he had kind of timed it out too and we we joined up there and uh joined forces joined forces and the plane landed and i mean it's an airport it's pretty easy to spot people there and they saw that we were there <laughs> and uh <laughs> they then uh i'm sure she's she may not be listening but leah got off the plane mm-hmm. uh leah beasley mm-hmm. and uh I think, obviously, saw that we were there, and I think they kind of... And here I am assuming what they're doing. Leah didn't tell me this, but I'm, I'm standing there watching this. It was obvious they were, okay, we have to angle this plane so they can't see who we have. And it looked like they tried a couple of things, and they were like, no, that's not going to work. They can still see. No, that's not going to work. They still see. And then they just pulled the plane with, as it turned out, it was Nikki McRae mm-hmm. on board, mm-hmm. into the hangar, shut the doors. They pulled the vehicles into the hangar, shut the doors of the hangar. Everybody loaded up on the vehicles and uh, then pull out of the hangar. And, you know, and there's me and Ben waiting at the end of the driveway. So we just <laughs> then commenced to following the vehicles back to campus. Uh-huh. Um, and Ben's kind of like behind them. We, yeah. get, we get to Sonic, the Sonic closest to campus. Okay. And Ben's kind of like behind them uh-huh. and I'm kind of like beside them. Uh-huh. You're boxing them in. A little bit, yeah. yeah. 
and, and so anyway, they take the right right there by Harvey's and, okay. and go up to Montgomery, Montgomery. Okay. up that way. And so I just went on to campus, and Ben's going to kind of tell. So we're going to kind of. You're going you're gonna to circle them here. A little bit, yeah. You're, so, you're doubling around the back So, yeah. So, anyway. Oh, my gosh. As it turned, so, I went on to the athletic facilities over there, you know, around the hump and yeah. around the Bryan building over there. Like a vulture. And uh, Ben follows them and, and apparently didn't see this part. Ben Ben's free to chime in on Twitter <laughs> or wherever cause, and, and, and clarify. But, basically, they got ready to turn left by the uh, – Heading back towards the football stadium, you know, okay. right there by the vet school and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Turn left, and there's, you know, Davis Wade right in front of you. Right, and all on the stone stuff. boulevard. Yeah. Well, the car, the lead car that I, I'm assuming Nikki was probably in, mm-hmm. turns left, and I think I'm telling this right. The other one basically swerves in front of Ben and stops at the red light so he can't turn. <laughs> and so they basically block him out of the picture, and I'm kind of chilling over there by Brian. I mean, I can kind of see the hump, but I'm by the Brian building. Mm hmm. So I'm I'm guessing, and I don't know this. Leah would know. Uh, she whether she not tells us or not. I don't know. She could probably tell us now. Um, I'm guessing they went into that garage at the hump. At the hump. Because I never saw the vehicle again. The oh the lead gosh. vehicle. And uh, <laughs> subterfuge. Yeah. Anyway, espionage. So we we never got a visual of Nikki McRae that night. That's really fun. And then I guess they pulled her out on the baseball field at like twelve forty five a.m. and. Did the video. If only we had hung out until you've been out there till 1245, you could have seen the video board. Uh, yeah, well. Had the story. I, you got to remember, too, that I'm also, during quarantine, keeping up with two kids yeah. under the age of three and a half. Yeah. So I'm you asleep would, at 1245 uh, or whatever it was. We've had some stories this year at the airport. Yeah, we have. Jeez. What's going on? We could have broke two. I literally could have broke two coaching hires. Yeah. Just a little bit more better luck. Oh, well. Should have broke one. I this know, one I, I shouldn't I have done. I know. Goodness gracious. That's it. Al Jones me all riled up. Anyway. I will forever kick myself. It'll that. be okay. Anyway, long story short, Nikki McRae Pinson is the head coach of Mississippi State. And if she's as good at hide and seek. Yeah. As she, as back coaching basketball at hide and seek, state's in good shape. No, her resume is, I mean, it's, uh, she's not Gino. You know? No. <laughs> I don't even know that she's Walls, but. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, look at what she did as a player. Mm. She's won everywhere she's been as an assistant and as a head coach. And as a player. And as a player. I, I don't know. I know there are a few, and it is a few, state fans out there that aren't impressed. And in my opinion, they're not impressed because there's probably only about two or three names you could have hired that they would have even known. Yeah. The people that, that don't like the hire. Right. And, and so, from a resume standpoint... From a reputation standpoint, th- this to me is a is a really good hire. Is it the best hire that, that could have possibly been made? I don't know because, I mean, if you did pull Walls, I think that does have a little more clout to it probably. You know, if you'd have pulled, what's his name, Graves from Oregon or something like that, who I don't know, I don't even know if he ever, if there was ever any serious contact there. But I'm saying if you pull one of those people, uh, maybe maybe that's a resume that's definitely you could say is better, but beyond you know three or four names, I don't know that you get much better than Nikki McRae, do you? No, no. I mean this was a, this was a this was a fantastic hire. This is a woman who, if you look at her resume, if she had not spent a decade plus in the WNBA, she would have been a Power Five head coach already. No question about it. All right. I mean she she. She got started later because she was playing at a high level for all these years, you know. So 
if 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 she had just gone straight into coaching, she'd probably be a head coach. She'd probably be the head coach of Tennessee, to be totally honest with you. If she had you know had the same path and the same success. So for Mississippi State, this this looks on paper like a very good hire. Um, you know, and she's seen, and if nothing else, for the short term, she's very well set up because she has a tremendous roster coming back for not just you know. The, the key players are all sophomores, really. Mitharu, Jackson, you know, Jessica Carter's back. She, she's a junior, but you've got two more years of most of these players. So she's in really good shape short term. If she can recruit, everything's going to be taken care of. Everything, you know, one hand will wash the other in this situation. Her problem here is, again, she is the woman after the man. Right. Uh, she is the Joe Moorhead after Dan Mullen. She is the, uh, you know... I'm trying to think of other examples, but right. well, I mean, I guess what you, you, you know what I mean. The Nick Fitzgerald after Dak Prescott, exactly. And I mean, what can she do for people for her to win people over? She's going to have to at least do what Vic did. She has to have a great season again. Sort of the Moorhead thing. If Moorhead had gone ten and two his first year, he'd still the head coach right this second. At the end of the day, he disappointed on what was set up to be a great team. There's already a preseason poll out that has this team number three in the country. All she has to do is. I mean, it says it sounds sort of bad when I say all you have to do. If she goes to the Elite Eight, nobody says anything. You know, all right, great job. <laughs> We're still running. But if you lose in the round of 32, or you go 21 and 10 this year or something like that, people are going to have, and rightfully, they're going to have questions. How did you screw that up? Same way they did with Joe Moorhead. So it's on her to deliver the, ex- the high level of expectation that comes with this job this year. You know, and that way you build yourself up some credit, so that if in a couple of years something does fall back a little bit, something goes wrong that you didn't foresee, well, you know, it's okay. You know, we know that she can coach; she did it before. With Moorhead, you know, you had the bad first year, and then when you had the bad second year, like, can this guy coach? We don't know; we haven't seen it. So, yeah, he, he started slipping on banana peels after that that Florida law. Well, Kentucky, Kentucky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's before even that. So, so there you go. Um, but do we know? By the way, I, I guess I should. You'd think I'd know the answer to this by now, but I don't. Are we going? Is it Nikki McCray or is it Nikki McCray Penson? Because I, I all of the Mississippi State stuff that they release McCray has McCray Penson. Yeah, I think it's McCray Penson. But Twitter's Nikki McCray. Uh, I, I got to figure something out. That's a lot to type. You know, I knew you should just be able to say Schaefer calls timeout, McCray Penson calls timeout. That's a lot of my characters. Yeah, I got to. I got to. You know, do I do I go like I do with Andrew Espinosa Hunter? Do I just go with the uh, the initials in MP? I don't know. I'm guessing it's going to be McCray Penson, and you got to do it every time because after I don't have to. Well, I mean, under an article, yeah, but I don't yeah. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, I can do what I want. Yeah, that's true. But I, I just think of Coach Coach Fanning, and it ended up, you know, turning Fanning into Otis, Fanning yeah. Otis, yeah, and exactly at least for article purposes. Yeah, Fanning yeah. Otis. There you go. All right. Uh, speaking of basketball, let's switch over to the men's side because we have something interesting to talk about. MSU basketball picks up its third commitment of the 2020 class, Anderson Garcia. That's Anderson with two S's, by the way. Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> so, no, no relation to Arn, Ole, Gene, CW, or uh, Carl. Carl. Uh, just, just, just Anderson Garcia. Uh, 6'6", 195, small forward out of the Dominican Republic and Hamilton Heights Christian Academy. Uh, Same high school as Abdul Adu. Is it? Okay, I didn't know that. 
Look at you with a little extra research there. Very good. Uh, chosen MSU over offers from Illinois, Kansas State, Missouri. Um, I'll be honest, though, just looking at him and you know the fact that he came on sort of late here, this is a guy that you hadn't heard a lot about, strikes me as a bit, a bit of a project, which is interesting because MSU is not really in a position to be taking projects. You think they got to get some immediate impact, guys. I have to think in the next week or so, state you're going to start seeing a lot of names pop up for state as far as the transfer portal goes. They have to start getting some guys who can immediately impact this basketball team. Didn't I see that there was some interest for... Uh, There's a few guys. Orion Watson's boy. Gabe Watson. Yes. Down at USM. Of, yes, I couldn't think of his first name. I'm sorry, Gabe. Um, but there there was one guy that, mm-hmm. that I, I've seen. Another name, and these I'm getting also... That most of this is from Paul Jones on, on 24-7. Trey Jackson, who's a transfer from Missouri. Uh, f- four-star player out of high school. The key to these guys is this. Uh... The state really needs this transfer rule to get passed. This one-time transfer, you're, you're immediately eligible. That needs to happen for Mississippi State. Otherwise, they're in real trouble. Oh, yeah. Because none of these guys are eligible next year otherwise. Don't you think some of this a little bit... I don't want to say it caught Ben Howland off guard, but you know, when, when we were talking to Ben Howland via Zoom a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we were kind of previewing next year's team a little bit, he talked like, it kind of seemed like in the way he talked, he, he thought Robert Woodard would prob- probably be back at that, at that moment. Yeah. He talked like Nick Weatherspoon would be back. Yeah. At that moment. Yeah. And then two weeks later, it appears, and I know that Robert Woodard could still come back. But he has a lot of first-round projections. Mm-hmm. And if that sticks, he's not coming back. Right. And, of course, Nick Weatherspoon, we now know, is not coming back. Um, kind of feels like like the Anderson Garcia thing. You mentioned he's probably not an impact guy right off the... Doesn't it kind of seem like State's now just got a stretch to fill the roster a little bit? Is that is that what this is? Maybe. I mean, yeah, they're going to have to maybe take a chance on a guy. That you know you normally wouldn't, because you just got to have some players at this point. Uh, you you got to fill up this roster. You only you only have twelve guys. You got to get you have to get four more guys. I guess with Anderson Garcia it makes it three more. They have to get three more guys. All three of those guys in a perfect world have to be contributors next year. What's your starting lineup right now? Ooh. Molinar, Molinar Stewart, Stewart. Um. <laughs> I don't know who's at the He's three. Struggling, aren't I you, really man? don't know who's at the three right now. Um, then Galen Smith and Adu are my four and five. And I mean, I, I mean, right, right now you almost have to go big and say I'm going to start. Or I guess you could go Adu and Post. <laughs> Adu and Post, yeah, with Smith the three. That doesn't really work though. And I don't think you want to put the true freshman Smith at the point with. I don't think Iverson's a two. So, I mean, yeah, they, they've got to find some guys. You know, is Cam Matthews a guy who's going to play immediately? I don't think that was the plan. I mean, Garcia here's a three, right? He's a three, but, I mean, like, yeah, right now he's he's big, big minutes guy until they find some more people. <laughs> so, yeah, they've got to find three more guys. they got to get some guys who can play. We can't fill out a starting lineup, so who's on the bench? <laughs> I mean, it's – Yeah, no idea who's on the bench. Walk-ons. You know, Tate Clayton. <laughs> you know, Stansberry's kid might play a lot. I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, they got they got a long way to go on this. They got they got to find some guys, and they got to do it quickly. And uh, it's just that's what's difficult right now is 
the recruiting process is so difficult. It's weird. You know, nobody yeah. can get down here to meet with people. So, but that said, they don't have any choice. You know, it's not like MSU is the only program with those limitations right now. Everybody's suffering from that. But yeah, state's got to find two or three. You know, if you find one more guy who's not a great contributor, but you find two more who can, and so I can get. You're telling me I've got Molinar, Stewart, Smith, Adu, Devion Smith, Post, Quentin Post, Cam Matthews, this kid, and then two quality transfers. You're okay. Are you making the NCAA tournament? Probably not. But are you going to at least be a competitive basketball team? Can you play around and be on the bubble for a little bit? Maybe. And I guess there's the Woodard wild card. I mean, he could come back. He I, could. And if you if you made me guess, and it is a guess, I'm He's saying no. But yeah, I mean, I, I would be surprised if he comes back. I mean, his quotes to ESPN were, "I'm not testing the waters. I'm I'm in." He's based the only reason he's maintaining his eligibility is just because of the the weirdness of the calendar, right? And and the unknown of this pandemic and stuff, and when will the draft be, and the logistics of things. That's the only reason he's he's not completely all in but he told espn he's in this thing to go to the nba so kind of really sounds like he's gone yeah i agree with you so all right let's uh, finish up the show today with the bracket which has already started on the uh twitters on the twitter yeah we have we've already got that going uh for you there we've already set up the first uh <laughs> just let it play are we are we moving on over yeah we're moving on over here I guess i got to fade out the music because from one sound effect to the other. We will move on over into the bracket, and that's brought to you by our good friends at Welcome Home Beef who want me to tell you after I saw some of y'all's tweets this weekend, they'll ship anywhere. All you've got to do is give them a call at 662-418-2021 or go online to facebook.com. Who said cows can't fly? <laughs> I mean, it- <laughs> you can, you can, wherever you live, the Gulf Coast, <laughs> Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, you can be eating USDA prime beef. Very, very soon, thanks to our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Burgers, steaks, roasts, they've got it all taken care of. If it's on the cow, from the horns to the hoof, <laughs> they've got you taken care of at Welcome Home Beef. So, do not hesitate to give them a call at 662-418-2021 or online, facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Social distancing is no problem. They'll bring the order out to your car, or like we said, they'll ship it to you. One way or the other, you can be enjoying those steaks tonight. Why should you do that, Joel? Man just tastes good it just tastes good all right let's go through uh so let's recap the our last winners that was at the uh i guess that's the bottom half of the chapel of memories bracket timmy bowers all big wins too not not really a a super close game in here uh, i need to change graphics here hold on one second um is this one gonna be any better yes Timmy Bowers, 79% to 21% over Nate Lowe. Jeff Simmons, 83% of the vote over Derek Zimmerman. Eric Moulds, 70%. I'm sorry, 76% of the vote over Chris Stratton, who was uh, not happy. I don't know if you saw that or not. No. Was not happy about being matched up with Eric Moulds. Said he'd like to have a talk with the committee. Uh, And then Victoria Vivian's 97% of the vote for the Queen. So you're moving on to the next round, looking at the matchups. Timmy Bowers against Jeff Simmons, Eric Moulds against Victoria Vivians. Those mm. should be very good matchups, I think. Then we're on now we're on the bottom half of the Allen Hall bracket, which, by the way, some people not like that I gave Allen Hall a uh, bracket, a region. 
Should have been Lee Hall. I gave Lee Hall a region. That's right. You did give Lee Hall. I don't know. People are not a big fan of Allen Hall. I just figured that's like, A, it's bookends the drill field with Lee Hall, and everybody had a class in Allen. Everybody had at least one class in Allen Hall. What What would it have been had it not been Allen Hall? What would be the next thing? Um, What was the... <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I was going to say, what was the dorm, like the, the guy's dorm? Which one? That... Uh, Subtle? Subtle, yeah. Like the, the, ghost, subtle the ghost of Subtle Hall dorm. Bunch of bats. No, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't live in Subtle, thankfully. <laughs> could have been, we could have been the Sesame's McKee. Those are the, I think those are the oldest dorms that are still open. Subtle's probably one of those things. If you lived in Subtle, you are immune to the coronavirus. <laughs> like, <laughs> you lived in Subtle, Hamlin, or Evans. I lived in Evans. <laughs> so, I also lived at Arbor Acres. That could have been one, too. I don't know what the... What would the fourth thing be? That's what I'm wondering. You know, the union... Everybody's got a union, though. Everybody's got a union. So I don't know. I don't know what are the four the things. The junction bracket? The junction? I thought about going the junction, but I wanted to stay. I wanted to sort of make the brackets non-sports yeah. related. So Everybody had a class in Allen. You took at least one math or science class there. Did you not? Did you take one? Oh, I did. Yeah. I took one. I took more than one. I was going to say, I had. I know I had stats. I had like I had four st- or five in there. I had college algebra and stats. College algebra. And- I, had, I had general chemistry. I had American history in there. So What else did I have? I had, uh, I took theater. Because as an elective. Really? Yeah. Can you, can you emote for us? No. I you want to do a soliloquy? <laughs> was it theater? Some kind of theater or something. Anyway, yeah, it was I theater. I took art appreciation in there, too. You know, I took, Not art I appreciation, see. music appreciation. I had public speaking in there. In our, in, in Allen? I'm almost certain it was okay. Allen. No, no, no. Public speaking was the in McComas, in McComas. Yeah. 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 The piano. Yeah. All right. Well, Allen Hall got a bracket. They got a region, so you just have to live with it. Uh, where are we starting here? 611. This is the, This is a hot matchup. It is very tight in the early. This is the first time we've done the show and we've been able to discuss some some, some real time results. Right now, fifty one point four percent to forty eight point six percent with Jonathan Holder over Jarvis Renato. Ooh, tight. It is tight. And Lingren tweeted at this one, and Holder's that uh, Renato had a lead. It's been back and forth a little bit. I'm getting a lot of heat on this one too. Like, how is Renato an eleven seed? Well, I mean, he just is. You you were getting some heat for Shorty McWilliams. Yeah, I'm getting too. to that too. I didn't know this many old people were on Twitter. <laughs> I thought if this had been a Facebook poll, I'd have been in trouble. Twitter, they're, they're coming after me. Yes, uh, the three fourteen matchup. Shorty McWilliams is the 14. Jeff Brantley is the three. It's funny people talking about the recency bias. Jeff Brantley pitched here 35 years ago. That's recency bias? <laughs> I was zero years old. Yeah. Literally, because 85 was, nine. was the year I was born. Nine years old. And then we're talking about a recency bias? But people don't like it. But uh, Brantley is going to advance. It looks like he's got 87% of the vote uh, as we go into this one. Uh, the seven ten, another tight matchup. Mario Hagen and Eric Dubos. Hagen is up 55.5 to 44.5. That looks like it's going to be a, a win for Mario. Not, it's too early to call. It could be a, a la, you know a late... Uh, this has been our most Twitter heavy, by the way. Almost everybody has got at least... I've got... Two matchups with both people on Twitter, and then the other matchup, at least one of them is on Twitter. And then in a, the, our tightest 215 matchup so far, Johnny Cooks is up 70% to 30% over Porkchop Womack. Porkchop, remember at the start of this, said he was underseated. He is not he's not showing out so far. Thought, you know, he might have might have had some uh some some upset potential, but <laughs> it's not showing up so far. So Johnny Cooks is is headed right now. We'll have a matchup of two great linebackers. We'd have Cooks versus Hagen. In the second round. So again, let's go through those one more time. Holder, Holder and Bernardo, Brantley and McWilliams, Hagen and Dubose, 
Cooks and Womack that are on my Twitter feed. I'll retweet them again in the morning, and you can vote all the way up until uh, Wednesday evening when Joel and I will do that, and then we'll finish up the first round uh, with the uh, the top half of the uh, Allen Hall region. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings, and Joel and I have a very special uh, special rumblings here. We we are going to give you what you really want relationship advice so the love doctors the love doctors any relationship questions any questions about being a husband being a father we'll do fatherhood questions yeah the family that is our our rumblings theme so again if you're, if, you're if you're a young strapping lad looking for that that first date with someone yeah you, you need, hold on, hold on you need. one second hold on one second justin strawn are you listening justin strawn our questions need to be about the family relationships Love. <laughs> Don't ask us questions about other things. Thank you. That goes for all of you. Uh, yeah, so that tomorrow, love line on the rumblings. <laughs> I'm Adam Carolla for sure. You're more Dr. Drew than, uh, than anything else. So you got any questions? I'm more, on? I'm more brother love, I guess, than anything. <laughs> I love I love you. <laughs> I would pay money. For you have a red face and a white suit. <laughs> if I ever come to your church, I'm, I'm gonna bring a white suit just for you. Go change into this. Uh. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. We'll be back with you on Wednesday morning for the first ever love edition of. The, we love doing the rumblings, but this is a love edition. Not thunder and lightning. It's thunder and loving. <laughs> God, that's a visual nobody wanted. <laughs> Have a great one. We'll see you soon. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.